the CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to the latest episode of the CGA Tour podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander, and on this episode of the Big 3 No KC, I'm joined by Joel DiNicolo, Walter Agnich, and have to throw it in there as well too, guys, Mr. Zev Stein himself. Got joining us here. So, um, Zev, we'll leave it off with you here and just ask a little bit. How was your weekend? It's pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. Just a regular week, regular work week. I'm glad to be done with it. This was my Friday, and now I get to just chill. And I'm all about that. Mm, I'm very jealous. I have um, work tomorrow before I get done for the end of the day. I don't know. Better way to say it. Walter, how was your weekend? I know uh, I got to ask you. Yeah, you know, Calvin, it was a long time ago. Truth be told, I don't really remember much about the weekend. Uh, I did lay some flooring, uh, you know, tough, hard work, a little sore. Uh, Then I went up against uh, my brother for the national championship in the bracket challenge. I had Gonzaga. uh, My brother had Baylor. um, And Baylor won, and I lost the bracket challenge. So it was uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking to say the least. And then, of course, uh, the whole situation with my older brother, uh, you know, very sad. And uh, so, yeah, no, we're, we're looking for a bounce back tonight. I I personally feel the worst about it just because that's not what I meant to do. I just meant to score. But anyways, um, you know, glad, glad it's just rehab. Yeah, no. Nope, uh, yeah. I, yep. I, I hope so. Uh, for the listeners, uh, Calvin broke my brother's ankles on the court. <laughs> uh, yes. Sam Agnes, Walter's older brother, ruptured his Achilles. Joel, how was your weekend? Uh, man, it was great, but I'm curious, Walter, where are you recording from? Uh, I'm recording uh, from my house. Why? What's okay. going on? No, well, because on Saturday night, I you, I know you were in L.A. for sure, because um, in about the two-minute, 30-second mark on Paul Pierce's Instagram Live, I swear I saw you with a cigar <laughs> in the background. I swear you had a cigar in the background. Oh, shout out to the video. truth. I wish I was there, Joel. <laughs> I wish I was. And you know what? I did not believe he was going to get fired. I thought ESPN, they really need Paul Pierce. Uh, they fired him. I can't believe it. I was just trying to let off a little steam. I know that Rachel Nichols is probably a handful on the show. And, of course, dealing with Kendrick Perkins. I, you know, Wait, I, are you not know. repping Kendrick Perkins? You previously have repped literally every single no, previous Thunder player. Are you yeah, not repping no, Kendrick Perkins? I, I, no, listen, Calvin. I rep Kendrick Perkins. I understand, though. Going doing a TV show with them is probably hard to do. Okay, you need, you need to blow off a little steam. I sure. get it. So you have a bunch of, you know, uh, exotic dancers maybe, or what? I don't know, gymnasts. I don't know what they were, Calvin. Dancers, uh, and they came over. You know, he's just blowing off a little steam. They seem to be socially distanced. I thought that was the big problem. Um, I I gotta say, but we're not gonna talk. I gotta say, I just thought that whole video was fake. I thought the whole thing was just a spoof thing for probably 24 hours until I was like, oh, wait a second, he got fired. And I just yeah. I cannot believe it was real. I thought someone like, you know, you know, how you can like dub someone's face over, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. I just thought that's what it was, because, of course, I wasn't up that late, Joel. Um, and I was not with Walter <laughs> out there in L.A. with uh, the truth either. OK, so. so so two things, Calvin. First off. I think Paul Pierce is at that age that he did not realize that he was on Instagram Live. I'm assuming he was sending a video, uh, maybe to Ray Jean Rondo, uh, maybe Ray Allen, 
Maybe they finally patched things over. I don't know. But as the listeners know, I took last Thursday off to celebrate a religious holiday. Um, So obviously I would not be condoning that on such a special weekend. So there we go. What about other weekends? I don't know. But uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Easter. He doesn't know. Um, Well, hey, one thing I do know, Walter, is with all that being said, we have some topics here listed for tonight's podcast. So uh, first topic of the night is who is your favorite NBA player to watch? Not on your team. Then we'll get to who is your favorite to win the East besides Brooklyn or Philadelphia. If you had to choose, Uh, we're also going to ask which is the best basketball shoe to play in, followed by who is the best sneaker game in the NBA. How to fix the Houston, we got a problem, Rockets, and uh, Walter's power rankings, which is TBD on the topic. So, um, Walter may come with on the fly. He may have already prepared. We don't know exactly how intensive the power rankings will be. So, make sure to stay for the end for that one. With all that being said, though, Zev, I'll, I'll leave it off with you. Since uh, you know, you're, you're a frequent guest of the podcast here, but we haven't had you in a little bit. So, I want to ask, who is your favorite NBA player to watch not on your team? Not on the Thunder. I assume that's still your team, right? Yes. Um, it's a tie. And they're both really good at passing. Because um, that's kind of my whole shtick is who's who's the best pass. Not only that, who's who's got the best assist to turnover ratio. And, of course, towards the top of that list is one Chris Paul. And since he's no longer on the Thunder, I will claim that as, as my choice. Um, he just always makes the right play even if it's not the right pass he has the right handle he makes himself get the right shot he directs traffic he just knows what's up and right there with him and for the same reasons pretty much is the joker just always in control always got the floor down knows everything knows the whole playbook knows his personnel those are my two guys Dude, okay. shout out okay. shout out to Chris Paul for high-fiving Donovan Mitchell for missing a free throw. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Chris Paul for literally drinking a bottle of Chris's secret stuff on the uh on the uh, bench last night. Yes. In their win yeah. in their Phoenix's win over the Jazz. Set seventh straight win. Hey, Overtime shout out to Chris win. Paul though. Hey, didn't he do the the whole tuck in the shirt situation and, and that yes. big win uh, when he was in the Thunder? Yes. Against yes. the Timber Pups. Yeah, with the last second shot. <laughs> Steven Adams hits a uh, full court pass there to mm-hmm. last play. Um, there you go. Dennis Good Schroeder. Schroeder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. I guess on video now. We really got to get into it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's that full court pass to Dennis Schroeder for the layup to send to overtime. So shout out. Um, you know, so. the least thing that Donovan Mitchell could have done is high fived Chris Paul's hand. I'm just saying, think about March 11th when Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert ruined the NBA and Chris was nice enough to provide them pizza, even though they were trapped and not allowed to leave the arena. Uh, you know, oh, last, least, year, not last year, yeah, yeah last Wait, year. We this more about the whole pizza yeah. discussion. Yeah. Did, apparently saying Chris NBA Paul players nice. make millions of dollars did not buy their own pizza. No, we're I'm not saying, saying like, this is no, like no, a no, guy no, no. who's on a two way contract, out, yeah, right? Time out. No okay. time out. Here's the thing. The jazz were not allowed to leave their locker room. They were trapped. And Chris was nice enough to order them pizza and I believe wine. And uh, the least that Donovan Mitchell could have done last night was high five Chris Paul for missing a free throw. That's the least he could have done. I, I am again confused how NBA players were not able to use their phones to order pizza. I just 
I'm uh, Calvin, I'm sure him. they took the phones and burned them. I mean, it was COVID. No one knew what it was. Sure. They thought it was transferring through 5G networks. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I, I want to ask Joel. Joel, clearly, Lakers fan himself, who's got LeBron and AD, um, what, Andre Drummond now, putting up big stats for you guys. But who is, that was a joke, by the way. Uh, but who is your favorite NBA player to watch not on the Lakers? Uh, I got three, but uh, I'm going to go with the one that I don't think y'all would pick because I think y'all, well, obviously Zev already went. Um, oh, I know, Joel. I know, Joel. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead and guess, Walter. Uh, Brandon Knight. Oh, my God. No, this is the opposite list. No, 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 no. That's at the bottom. He had the that bottom. Boy, <laughs> Been crossed over and dunked on so much. No, I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, oh, I'm gonna quiz you guys. Uh, 2011 draft, number 15 pick. Brian Scalabrini. God, oh. man, come on, man. In the <laughs> NBA today. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Matt Bonner. In the oh, NBA he... today. And do I just get repeat myself here? Uh, 2011 NBA draft. Um, fifteenth pick though. That's well, Giannis is from like a much close, uh, closer draft. He was twenty ten, I think. Okay, not Giannis. No, not yet. No, no. Come on, y'all know how I feel he's, about the books. And Giannis, they're, they're all fake. He's new. All um, right, Calvin. We were juniors in high school. So was Zev. Zev was too. Ouch. Let's see what was happening there. Okay, here, I'll give you another hint. The 2009 California Mr. Basketball. DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, you're close. Oh, close. Oh, oh, wow. very, that's a I, very great I just, guess. But I just realized it. You it's got it. Clay. Nope. Nope. Not Clay. <laughs> no. Wait, Starts with really? a K. Starts with a K, though. Christophe Porzingis. No, it wasn't Kyrie. 6 7. Uh, so not Chris Stops. Wow, we are just really All right, man. It's a great NBA podcast. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Kawhi Leonard. Ah, you know. Ah, I was just on the tip of my tongue there. Clearly. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard obviously being a two time NBA champion. Uh he's obviously an LA guy, Martin Luther King High School. Um, uh, but man, I, I've always been fascinated um since day one. Um when he got into the league, obviously uh, got drafted on a, a very good established team. You know, played with obviously Manu and Tim Duncan, and uh, uh, obviously with Popovich. Um, Don't forget but, about Matt Bonner. It, there's it, another tie-in. There you go. Good job, Walt. <laughs> Tied it all in the night. Um, but no, just just kind of seeing how he's carried himself throughout his entire career. I think yeah, you would all agree he has probably one of the most unique uh, personalities as far as you know how quiet and private uh, he is. Um, obviously he has zero social media presence, which, uh, is, is, is impressive with this day and age in 2021. I mean, you got five-year-olds that have social media pages now, and you're talking about, you know, so someone that has millions of fans out there and, you know, just doesn't care about social media whatsoever. Um, so personality wise, I think he's very intriguing, um, on the court. Obviously, I mean, you're talking about a two-time, uh, NBA defensive player of the year. Um, I already told you that he's a two-time NBA champion. Yeah, we got the claws, his logo. You know, I think his his hands, were, I think from thumb to the pinky is like 12 inches or just something ridiculous. It's terrifying. Yeah, he has a seven-foot-three wingspan. Uh, so he's a freak of nature um, on the court. Uh, man, he... It just goes to work, and he don't he don't got to talk about it. 
You know, he'll, he'll drop 30 in your head. He'll block your shot three times. He'll rip you three times. Uh, he'll finish, you know, eight rebounds, five assists, and uh, didn't probably say a single word Without the entire Without changing time. his face. His exactly. face never changes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just his personality, his style of play. Um, and obviously, he's he, he's a winner. Uh, he's a winner no matter where he goes. Obviously, in San Antonio, he's won. The one year in Toronto, he brought the Raptors a championship. And then, obviously, he's the out uh, – He's out. Yeah, the bounce. Yep, versus Philadelphia. Um, and now he's out in L.A., obviously playing for the Lakers rival. Um, had huge expectations last year. Obviously, we know that there were some chemistry issues that we uh, discovered in the bubble. and uh, But they're right back at it and still going to com- compete to play in the finals this year. Man, all right. Well, that's one. Who's, uh, who's the second one? Uh, the other ones yeah, uh, that I figured what, probably you, Calvin, were going to say, um, and so I didn't steer that direction, uh, be Luka Doncic. Uh, for obvious reasons, plays a very, very similar to LeBron James. Because I'm, like, um, okay. and, <laughs> and then the other one is a Walter's probably least favorite player. You know who it'd be, Walter? Giannis Valanciunas. Draymond. Oh God, oh, Draymond. Dame Dame the most overrated. Oh jeez, oh, <laughs> most overrated player. You ask me. Oh yeah. So, How many uh, finals trips has he been to? Uh, hey, how many has Russell's been to? How many has he won? It doesn't matter. He's still been to it. Yeah, okay. Been how many though. shoes does he have made after uh, you know, winning the first round of the playoffs? One. <laughs> one. Damn it, has one. Shoes. <laughs> one. Uh, so tiebreaker, Kawhi Leonard, but I'm a big fan of uh, both Luca and Dame Dalla. Mm. All right, there we go. Walter, what about you here, sir? Yeah, your... I think I think it's pretty obvious because obviously my I guess my team is the Thunder. Uh, so it's pretty obvious. What do you mean? I guess. I guess. Uh, my guy, if your team is not yeah. the Thunder, we have to have a serious discussion. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, several podcasts. You know, the Oklahoma City Hornets are up there. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, here we go. Uh, it's probably obvious to everyone in the room. Uh, he plays for the Washington Wizards. I'm going David Burt. Tons. <laughs> Davis, by the way. Davis I just can't Tons. believe not even David. how I can't even believe how many wide open shots he gets created by the point guard on that team and how That's, little defense he has to play because the point guard, once again, is playing amazing defense. I'm pretty it's sure just, it's Davis Bertons, not David Bertons, by the way. Da- oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Ber- Bernie. I like to call him Bernie. That's go. what okay. my nickname for him is. Uh, so obviously we have David Bertans and then number two is, uh, Boban from the Dallas Mavericks. Gotta love me some Boban. And since him and I are friends, you know, I have to give him some shout out. How many minutes is Boban averaging this season? I think it's like six, six minutes, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. I don't know. Six minutes sounds good to me. Six or less, six or less. Well, the Bobon thing is is fun to talk about, but I got to say, um, it's a great player. We know it's great we know player. it's we know your favorite player to watch. Not on the Thunder. It's definitely Westbrook. We've we we know this. Don't. Uh, I I don't know. I said Bertans and Bobon. You know. <laughs> and then I got to show some love to Dennis and Chris Paul. You know, those are great players. I enjoy watching them play. Uh, poor Dennis. Uh, none of his team backed him up. He got slammed to the court just trying to be a nice guy and hold up that player. And that player, I don't even remember the player's name, threw him down. Was it, uh, oh, the Toronto game? Was it it was in the Trent? Toronto game. Yeah, it was Gary Trent. Yeah, that was who it is. Oh, yeah, the, the guy that just got traded. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick uh, Garrison Matthews, Walter. 
Yeah, I was thinking about going Gary. I uh, might have been doing a little Rui. Uh, but uh, since Gonzaga lost, Rui Hachimura went to Gonzaga. I can't pick him. He screwed me out of my bracket. <laughs> I went from the 97th percentile down to the 93rd percentile, and I lost to my brother. You really should join the um, the Chenoweth family pool because you would have won. There were 63, 64 different teams. And it's my mom's like mom's family and puts together a basketball pool every year. And the person who won it all at seventy five percent, I think. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have won. Would would it be Would it be confusing with all the Walters in that in that that bracket? Uh, no, because none of them go by Walter. Yeah, which is just a shame. Such a solid name, in my my opinion. Not the fact that I'm named it. Right. So glad we're talking about my mom's family's first names. So hey, sh- people who are never going sh- to listen sh- to this podcast. If they shout do, out to your so mom's much. family, they're nothing but nice and hospitable. They when are. We go they up are and visit. very nice, great people, they, but they are not going to get the shout. They will not hear your shout out. I'd have to uh, tell it, them, hey, you have to listen to minute 17. Uh, yeah. And they take me to my favorite restaurant. Joel, you know this restaurant. Buca de Peppo. <laughs> Peppo the gumbo. Peppo oh, the gumbo. Gosh. Oh, uh, well, I guess with all that being said here, I'm not going to try to take any longer to stall mine here. Um, this man scored 35 points last night, but literally hit no three-pointers. Um, and he could have won the game against the Jazz in regulation, but instead Devin Booker missed missed a shot. Um, and I think also missed one free throw that would have put a four-point lead where the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell couldn't have come back. So anyways, with all that being said, it's it's uh, Devin Booker. Um, we'll see if this sound actually does play and sharing screen actually does work here. Who knows? But I'm gonna give it a try here for the old YouTube. I I like watching Booker play a lot. One, just because it's it's a lot of fun watching a guy put up a ton of points on a team that's before this season not been good, and just just fun watching that night in night out. Where the when I don't expect him to do that well as a whole team, yeah, it's definitely allowed. Um. But anyways, it's it's fun watching Devin Booker play basketball. It's just a guy who can score much more points than I ever could. So um, definitely, definitely Devin Booker. And the other guy is uh, it's uh, Duncan Robinson. And I guess huh. the reasons being okay. is that just just kind of like the I mean, for for those who are unfamiliar, I was living in Michigan for like a year. So um yeah you know, u of m guy who was d3 really loved the whole story um also listened to the long shot podcast too so maybe i'm not that big of a fan of watching him play every single game but i'm a fan of him definitely off the court too so um duncan duncan robinson part of the jj reddick podcast network i guess um but yeah watching um uh, watching him play and trying to eventually one day hit anywhere close to four threes in a game would be great so um it's something i can aspire to <laughs> Um, whenever I play against Walter Zev and uh, one day Joel, so um, it's those those two guys for me. Really, I guess guys who possess I shooting touch that I have never had or could comprehend um, are the guys that I uh, like watching who are not. Who would you playing compare for Booker's game to? I, I mean, what like the easiest answer ever is Kobe because he's a huge Kobe lover and all type of stuff. But I think the that's step back, especially his like yeah. his like one. Right jab foot step back looks exactly like number yeah. eight Kobe. Well, so this is kind of a question. I know this isn't one of the topics that I listed out here for you guys, but we've seen we're seeing right now in the league 
an explosion of scoring for individual players, right? Like one player will just go off. He'll have 40, you know, and it's like, how in the world did he, did he have 40? And um, Anthony Edwards is the latest guy who all of a sudden he's just scoring a ton of points every single game. And he might take some of the rookie of the year voting away from whoever else would get it. And he might win rookie of the year. Who knows? I mean, Michael Carter Williams won it one year. So it's not like it has to be this all heralded <laughs> thing. It only has to go to great players. <laughs> but with all that being said, Anthony Edwards is shooting like 30 shots a game. So when I watch Devin Booker shoot again, like 30 shots a game, it's really annoying. But this season, it's a lot of fun watching him play because he's not shooting that much. He's just, just making a lot more because he's getting open looks because. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. And That's Kyle what I was Bridges about to say. He, he has a better ball open. handler to take that pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. How many points did he score against the Celtics? Two last year or two years ago when he scored like seventy something? Uh yeah, I think he scored sixty nine. I think it was seventy. Seventy to seventy. Go seventy. Uh, don't forget, um, don't forget, Zev, you have to dock him twenty points from that performance because they were intentionally fouling the Celtics <laughs> players. Gotta dock twenty from that from that performance. <laughs> okay. Sorry, carry carry on. There goes what? Walter and his altered stats for you. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> he leads the league in TPSS. Um, two <laughs> P-word scoring something. So, anyways, um, oh, I didn't think that out. But, yeah, I mean, Booker's a lot of fun to watch. I just, in your guys' minds, who's, like, one guy where you went, there's no way this guy's ever scoring 30 in a game, right? And I'm not trying to necessarily pick on any one individual or one individual team, but... Right now, when you know, when I get this, like John Wall went off for forty. I'm like, okay, the Rockets still lost by twenty. You know, like, like they just it, it's John Wall and who else? Right? I mean, no longer is Victor Oladipo. He's gone. Christian Woods in that lineup with injuries every so often. And um, oh gosh, Kevin Porter Jr. looks like an All Star playing for that team because he's again putting up like four thousand shots a game. So mm-hmm. I mean. Besides me saying, okay, Stephen Adams is never putting up 30 in a game just because of the, his play style and the Pelicans, et cetera. <laughs> right. Who's another guy who you go like, okay, he's a starter, but he's never going to score 30 in a game? Same same vein, different player, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be like any <laughs> center right now, right? That or uh, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I doubt he's ever going to score 30 points. Rondo. Draymond Green. Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. Yeah. Um, I don't think Rondo ever scores 30 again. JaVale McGee. I don't think we'll ever go off for 30. I seem to be picking centers. Uh, Yeah, but so you go Clint Capella. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Horton Tucker for the Lakers. I don't think he'll ever score 30 points. Montrose Harrell. No, see, this is is the thing, though. THT, like Taylor Horton Tucker, could definitely score 30. Alex Russo. Coming after me tonight, huh? Jared Dudley. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I'm with you on Dudley. I'm not going to. J.R. Smith. Rudy Gobert has scored 35 points in a game. Really? Mm. Yep, 2017. Huh. Well, that's surprising. There, but there's guys like Walter. You mean to tell me that you don't think Caruso could score 30 if he was on a team with it's just Caruso? Yeah, no, Caruso. If you put Caruso on this Thunder team or the Rockets team, he probably only gets two, four points. Yep. I okay. 
I mean, you saw what Russell Westbrook did to him. I'm pretty sure any point guard can do that to him. I mean, Caruso scored. Conversation if we're going to be civil about it, because I don't think that Caruso is going to score two to four points for a Thunder team right now. That's having guys score 20 plus, right? Well, just just so we could fact check, Walter Caruso has scored 32, and that was in uh 2019 versus Clippers. Yeah, and who were the Clippers playing with? Uh, you know, those points really didn't count. Again, uh, Doc about 20. Uh, so he had about 10 that game. 2019, man. <laughs> so, sorry. All right. All right. All right. I, I see how this is. All right. Walter uh, is again dominating the discussion with his um, epiphanies. Oh, you want to know who was in that game? Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> That's who he dropped 32 on. Let's go. I love That's the turn funny. of events on why that are we saying? Why are we saying he did it on SGA? SGA was obviously a rookie. He obviously knew he was coming to the Thunder and didn't care too much. So, I mean... <laughs> That was perfect. You walked right into that one. That was wow. awesome. Wow. How many minutes did SGA play that night, Joel? 37. How many oh. minutes did Patrick Beverly play that night? He didn't, he didn't play at all. Okay, name me another point guard on the Clippers team that year that played minutes. Uh, <laughs> starting a lot, it was Landry Shamit. Yeah, there we go. Landry <laughs> Shamit. You and, know uh, SGA would have locked him down. Lou you Williams know SGA would have locked minutes. him down. Yeah, no, Landry is the one that screwed that up. Even I could get a basket or two on Landry. Golly. Yep, d- doesn't count. Well, All right, so, well, moving on a little bit Good try, here. Joe. I do want to ask you guys, so beside, right now, at least in the NBA, you know, NBA Eastern Conference, we've got what seems like the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers who are just running away with it. I mean, the what, the Celtics last night were able to stay out of 500, where they got back to 500, excuse me? And they knocked the Knicks down a notch just because they, you know, played each other. And I mean, Marcus yep. Smart hit a three. You know, Oklahoma State alum here. I'm definitely going to see Marcus Smart when he scores. But <laughs> you know, when he does a clutch play. But besides the Sixers and the Nets, who do you guys think could have a really good cover? Who could have a really good chance of coming out of the East? That's easy, Miami Heat. Mm. Okay. Miami Heat is you. You already know how I feel about the Milwaukee Bucks. I know one or all three of y'all are going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. But you already know that they're fake. Nah. They don't make championship runs. That's not a real MVP, that number 34. Uh, uh, Miami Heat is my pick. It completely eliminating the Nets and the 76ers, which I bet we'd all put our paychecks on. That it's going to be one of those two teams, obviously, winning the East. But if we're eliminating them, I'm still going to go Miami Heat. I love their experience. Um, obviously, they've been uh, injury riddled throughout the season. Uh, obviously, the record's not uh, ideal. But they do have two wins over the defending NBA champions, including an unfortunate win. Obviously, we already know AD and LeBron didn't play tonight, uh, but they did beat the Lakers again tonight uh, two times a season. So uh, I'm going to pick Miami Heat if we're going to take those two other teams off the board. Zev, who you got? I I am completely agreeing with uh, Joel. However, I like you, Zev. I like you. I got an update on my phone just now that said Oladipo exited with a knee injury. So I'm careful caveat on a healthy Oladipo. He is so... And I agree with you. But because they have more playoff experience, more serious playoff experience, I think, on that team now, and I think Jimmy Butler is just a better leader overall than Giannis. I just don't think... And I haven't seen Giannis step up to be that clutch leader that they would need. Um, Plus, I just think the personnel of the Heat and the way Spolstra coaches... He's been there before. He's he's made deep runs for what? He's been the coach 10, 15 years now. And 
Budenholzer just hasn't made any deep playoff runs, I don't think, ever as a head coach. He probably did as an assistant with the Spurs, but I don't think he himself has done any deep runs as a coach. And I don't think there's any other team right now that is any kind of threat. I think the the long-lost Celtics could have been at one point this season, but uh, they are not. Um, so I think it's totally on the heat. Everybody else is just kind of running way behind. All right, well, Walter, I'll ask you to gap it off. I mean, uh, and I'll, I'll come in with mine here in a second, but Walter, who do you got? Yeah, no, Calvin, uh, I respect uh, Joel and Zev's opinion there. Uh, they're just wrong. Uh, it's, a, it's clear and obvious uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are the biggest threat outside of the New Jersey Nets, or I guess the Brooklyn Nets now, excuse my French. Uh, obviously, with the extension <laughs> of uh, Drew Holiday, they got him extended, not to mention they were able to trade and get P.J. Tucker uh, team and Giannis has been sitting out with the knee soreness, you know, on and off. But when they're when they're fully together, I mean, shoot, they just Dame time. They just beat Dame time by like twenty or thirty points, absolutely blowing them out. Uh, the team's finally getting rolling. Uh, they're going to be the biggest threat to the Nets. All right, well, I'm going to cap it off here with, um, of course, minus their the long Sixers. lost, but I still think the Celtics are the third best in the East. The reason being is just because Kimball Walker just. It, if he can get right by the playoffs, you know, and like can actually play with the team and he's great. He's been back for a little bit now, but I think if the Celtics can figure it out, I'd like the Celtics over the heat, over the Hornets, over the Bucks, over the Hawks, you know, et cetera. I, I think the biggest poser, you know, so to say, or whatever in Eastern conference is the Atlanta Hawks just because they're not going to have, they have seven to eight guys who have injuries every single night. Um, you know, and they're just in and out, up and down. Whereas the Celtics, like, okay, there's there's a lot to be desired, but the, he made all the way to the finals last year, and so I do agree a lot with what Joel and Zeb said about like, okay, the Heat, especially if Old Depot's, you know, kind of your sixth man. Like, how lucky is that to be an option, right? You got Old Depot as your sixth man, a previous All Star. But with all that being said, Celtics. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, you know, maybe they're the the three B option, right? The Heat are the three A, and they're the three B. They're just, you know, just right there. Because as you look at the records go, I mean, the Celtics have one less win and one more loss than the Heat, so they're right there next to them as far as the standings are. And you know, kind of home away splits are very odd for the Celtics in comparison to other teams. They're much, they're six games better at home than they are on the road. But with all that being said. When they played against the Bucks the other night, they almost came all the way back, but it was not really a game, and that worried me a lot because then I I don't want to give a ton of credit to the Bucks, just I don't think they'll have it there at the end. I don't think they have enough shooting to surround Giannis, but I think the Celtics could have enough shooting to basically beat everyone besides Sixers or Nets. Is what I'm going with. So I was going with the Celtics right now, at least. And I, I listen, Miami Heat, very trendy, very great. Um, all type of stuff, but a lot of stuff in my mind has to fall their way. Just Jimmy Butler's an incredibly great NBA player. Not taking anything away from him, but like top ten NBA player Jimmy Butler, we saw last year in the playoff run, is something that I'm still kind of waiting to see here. So if they can come back, then it'll be heat, no question. But and maybe they're just taking their time. We'll see. We'll see. 
I can respect that. I, I I want the Celtics to be good. Obviously, I love you know when the Lakers or Celtics you know in the rare times that they do meet you, match up in the finals. So I want the Celtics to be good. I want them to be that third best team. Um, so I can get down with that, uh, Calvin. Uh, but I just uh, more to that where you were talking. I was still thinking about Walter's response about saying Milwaukee Bucks. I just I just can't get on board with that. You know, with Giannis being in the NBA since 2014, the Milwaukee Bucks have just been uh, just disappointing every single year since then. I mean. His rookie year, the Bucks don't make the playoffs. The second year, they lose in the first round. His third year, they don't make the playoffs. The next year, they lose again in the first round. They lose again in the first round. And then they got two free years with LeBron in the West. Two free years where this team, this MVP, should be in the finals, and they get beat by the Raptors, and then they lose 4-1 to one, uh, against the Heat in a conference semifinals last year. So they had two years to make it happen with LeBron gone and didn't even sniff it, man. No, I can't. Nope. I'm sorry, Walter. You're wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, Joel. You're wrong, but that's okay. And I liked how you just you threw in the tidbit. Um, I'd like to see uh, you know the Celtics Lakers rivalry. So you're just automatically assuming the Lakers are getting out of the West. That's a nice little slide in there. Even though you know, I think uh, Chris Paul and his drink with the secret stuff has uh, something to say about that. With nine seven straight <laughs> wins. I mean, you know, hey. But, uh, I- this opportunity for teams to take uh, get some W's over Lakers because LeBron and AD will be back by May 1st together playing in that lineup, and then all will be well. I mean, literally what's going to happen is we've seen this story unfold before. Is it's, ah, they're three to four weeks away, three to four weeks away, and then all of a sudden they're three to four days away, and then they're back. I mean, it's just, you know, LeBron and AD will just suddenly magically recover forward. Um, <laughs> whenever it looks like they might be, you know, they may have to play a playing game, they'll be like, nah, we're back. And they'll go on a run, and then LeBron will maybe still even win. I don't know. Maybe even still win the MVP. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, kind of uh, narrowing down the questions here a little bit. But, Joel, I know you've not only played a ton of basketball growing up, but also are coaching, um, you know, or we're coaching an AAU team. So I got to ask you, which is the best basketball shoe to play in? Um, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, I've I've definitely coached more games than I've played, that's for sure. And so I'm gonna rely on what my guys always gave me feedback on, you know, in the last you know five plus years. And um, that's that, that's Kobe's uh, specifically. Uh, the Kobe Elevens. Um, a, a lot of my guys really really favored um, that direction, high tops, low tops. Um, and then by nature, I kind of followed suit. Again, coaching so many teenagers over the last uh, you know eight years, give or take. Um, so I actually picked up a, pair, a few pair of Kobe's myself here in the last couple of years. Uh, but specifically the Kobe 11s really stood out as far as, uh, shoes that, uh, my guys just fell in love with They're low tops. So obviously I, I'm not the biggest fan of low tops playing wise. Um, I'll wear them now just casually, of course, uh, pretty much everything I wear as low tops now, but, um, yeah, Kobe Bryant's 11s. Uh, my guys always said that those are the best hooping shoes, the most comfortable, um, uh, duration. They lasted the longest, uh, with all the wear and tear to them. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go Kobe 11s. All right. Well, uh, speaking with the former high school all-star himself here, Walter Agnich, Walter, what about you? What do you think are the yeah, you know one, once again? I, I I would have been an all star if uh, I had made a certain team, but uh, I didn't make that team. But uh, yeah, no, my career was a short lived, uh, average career. Uh, you know, the honesty. You backed out of the compliment. I like it. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, just to be honest, uh, I know we had our pre production meeting, but these are shoes I want to play in, uh, not the shoes that I've enjoyed playing in the most. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got the KD Weathermen. I've always wanted those. The K, I think KD4 Weathermen. I've always wanted to play in those. Uh, I've always wanted to play in the Kobe Bryant Grinch shoes. Uh, and they just re-released those. I didn't get it because I never win the Nike uh, sneakers app drawing. Uh, I don't know why what's going on with that. Uh, another Kobe shoe, the Kobe Bruce Lee's, uh, which another one that just got re-released that I also didn't win. Um, and then to top it off, I'm going to go with the Paul George PlayStation 2 gray shoes. I thought it was pretty neat that they lit up. Did you ever use your hands on those? No. Never got my hand on any of these shoes. <laughs> KD Weathermen are probably the most expensive. Uh, well, if you go with the original Kobe Grinch's release, that's probably the most expensive. And then the KD Weathermen, but you could probably get the Grinch re-releases for $500, which, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be saving up for that or not, because of course I want to play in them uh, and not just store them like everyone else would. So uh, we'll see. Well, uh, what, what were your favorite shoes, at least, that you were able to play in? Um, oh, I knew. thank you, Joel. We've that, got, uh, sorry about oh, that. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. The delayed response. There's the Kobe 11s. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> Joel, who's, <laughs> Joel, who's the lady on the screen? Now get out of here, man. <laughs> what are, what are you looking at? in the middle of the screen. Is that for anyone else? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait. I don't know how that went. Hold on. My bad. Sorry, I just ruined the whole segment. My bad. Let me... Uh, all, all good. All right. yeah. okay. go. um, No, it was, it was great. We got a visualization, so shout out to YouTube <laughs> listeners. They, uh, got censorship the got censored. <laughs> well, that's not what happened. Um, Walter, what about what about the shoes that you actually were hooping in? What are your favorites? Uh, yeah, no. The uh, Westbrook Native American Jordan shoes are probably my favorite I've mm. ever played basketball in. Uh, I still have them, and I... On special games is when I bring those out, when I need to impress someone. Oh, okay. All right. Um, let me ask you the last question here, Walter. What shoe size are you? Uh, let's see. Are we talking dress shoes? Or are we talking basketball, basketball shoes, shoes? Basketball shoes. Okay, because it seems like my foot's either gotten wider or the shoes have gotten smaller. I used to be an 11. I'm 11 and a half now. In a, in a basketball shoe it's also tough because those new shoes like the paul jo the pg2s like you know it was it was wrapped around your 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 ankle like a sleeve so untying it really didn't do anything i had a real tough time getting my foot in of course the listeners know i broke my foot so my foot my left foot's actually wider than my right foot which also makes it difficult um to get a, a foot in the shoe um, but if you're going regular dress shoes i'm probably a 10 and a half <laughs> and i go i usually go a loafer we're i usually just, don't like laces i don't really laces. like laces on my dress shoes i like sliding them in i like to be able to clean them they're easier to clean without the laces and yes i do have a shoehorn the shoehorn helps when you've got the leather dress shoe to get your foot in and then the leather starts wearing down a little bit and that's when you get the perfect fit i'd say probably you're looking at if you're wearing it twice a week you're looking at three to four weeks Okay. Before that shoe is broken in, you don't need the shoehorn anymore. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Anytime, Calvin. I'm Anytime. always here. Thank you so much. You better go pick up a pair of those uh, Kobe 5 Pro Tour Bruce Lee's because they're the cheapest ones at 395 bucks on StockX for you there. So yeah, I know. I, I found, I've also found some, you know, where Joel and I get some of our jerseys. 
which are not oh. legitimate. Don't I've get shoes from bu- there. Do not get <laughs> shoes from there. <laughs> yeah, Joel, I've never gotten shoes from there. I'm honestly interested. Even I wouldn't in getting- do that. Oh, I wouldn't okay. Do that. Joel wouldn't get the shoes there. <laughs> I was uh, tempted to see if maybe I could get some shoes from that. Nope. Joel's, uh, Joel's steering me in the right direction there, I believe. So I will not do that. Yeah, hit up at uh, Walter A350 on Twitter to find out where Walter gets his uh, secret jerseys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I believe Joel's wearing one of them now. Oh, uh, that is nope. correct. Yeah. 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 It doesn't look bad at all. Once you find the right shop in China, Calvin, you get the good stuffs made. Well, got to clue me in on that one, too, I guess, because I'm still yeah. wearing the Adidas Stephen Adams OKC Sunset jersey. So um, just let me know. Yeah. I um, I got to say the, the NBA shoes that I currently am in playing basketball in are the uh, let's see here if I can share the screen here a little bit better than I thought I could at least um, so I'm currently at least playing in uh, the PG fours which if anyone's on a budget let me tell you $55 at Dick Sporting Goods right now so um, <laughs> go hit them up because it is cheap um, but yeah they just have like a full length of I think it's like air strobel um, in the shoe, and so it just feels like it's a lot of padding with me here being a taller guy. Used to be a bigger guy, but now a little bit slimmer, but still having a lot of weight coming down on the shoes. And of course, previously tearing my ACL and my meniscus in my left knee always makes me a little bit worried whenever I play basketball in non-basketball shoes. Basketball. Uh, we were in your driveway. I let. I don't remember who I let borrow the shoes. Uh, I let them borrow the shoes, and I never got them back. I feel like it was a family member of yours because there's no way it was me. Uh, you know, some might, but it, no, definitely wasn't you. Your foot's too big. Uh, no, it was definitely, <laughs> I believe, uh, a man that uh, likes to uh, dress up as Tiger Woods and likes to pretend to be him. I think uh, more of that guy. But uh, yeah, nope, lost my shoes. I forgot. We got to get the old Scotland on, Haskins on a podcast here. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said That's- Scotland. I didn't say Scotland. I said the man. And likes to be uh, likes to pretend to be Tiger Woods from time to time. <laughs> Walter and I. What does that mean? He I likes to drive eight five and a forty five mile an hour. Oh, oh God, that's ouch! I think that actually might be worse than what oh. I was going to say. Is that's that everyone knows? <laughs> pretty much only have one black friend, and that's Scotty. So no, I mean, yeah, oh, we're going to deduce Oof. that pretty quickly, Walter. I don't think you can Oof. say that I look like Tiger Woods. Although I <laughs> take it as a compliment still. Uh, Calvin, as much as I'd like to, you're a very handsome fella, but uh, uh, I would say you look uh, more like someone else than Tiger Woods. Anyone else. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it, my guy. Um, Well, so last topic we have here. I, I think we're going to follow. You I know, didn't I said, do my shoes. Huh? Yeah, gosh. Calvin, you, you let, let the man talk about his shoes. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Zev, what are your favorite sneakers to play? All good. My regular old Nike Mecombs. They just have really see, good fit. Zev has Zev has the video. He has the shoes just fresh, ready to show us. Yeah. Real good grip. And I don't mind the low top, even though I'm double jointed and my ankles are all easily. I prefer to just like feel like I can land more naturally with the low. Um with the one that I like the most. Let me see if I can do this. Um, can you all see it? Is yeah. this dude? Yeah. They're very, very nice, and I want them. However, I the 
one I saw is for $478, so I'll just dream. But it's a beautiful shoe and dedicated to a beautiful man. So, yeah. Let's see if I can get back here. How do you uncheck? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that stat sheet there, Zev. I was looking up, uh, yeah, for later discussion. <clears throat> uh, well, I'll say one other thing here. I have yet to play in um, any Jordans, but I do own a pair of mm. Jordan 5s now, officially. Um, they're very nice. They're the Jordan 5s. Hey, there we go. Nice. Um, they do have clear soles. I honestly just took them out of the box because I, I'm so sorry. As a sneaker possible reseller, I'm keeping them in the box. Who knows? Good call. Good call. I don't know when or where I would ever wear these sneakers out in public. Now, the first live episode of the CJ tour, you know, in person post post pandemic will be a great opportunity. So we'll work on that. I'll get back there to you guys soon. So, anyways, um, I'd put them behind me, but there's no shelving behind me. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so with all that being said, here I was going to follow it up with a hey, who has the best sneaker game in the NBA? I think it's PJ Tucker. Does anyone have any disagreements? So I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. I do. Uh, hands down, Demar Derozan. Yes. Sneaker game. He, yeah. Yeah. His shoes collection is unreal. Um, I love how he first, uh, when he first got in the NBA, he was uh more of a Jordan head, and then uh, you know a couple years in, he literally switched hardcore over strictly to uh, to Kobe shoes. So if you ever see him play, whether it's with the uh, with the Spurs or, or prior to that, um, every single time he's wearing a different pair of Kobe's. And, uh, man, he, he he brings them out. I'm trying to get uh, at least a couple of them real quick. No, nope, that's not it. Not ready. Not ready. Look at me tripping. There, there we go. Uh, tripping like we. Paul Pierce. <laughs> hey. Can y'all see that one? So that's in his earth. Can y'all see it? What's with you and blacking out the screen, Joel? He's moving it. Okay. You can't see it? No, no, okay. we, no we, got it. we got it. We got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's uh, early years, obviously, matching up versus uh, Kobe with um, DeMar DeRozan wearing the uh, double nickels, uh, the Jordan 10s, uh, paying homage to Jordan, obviously dropping 55 in Madison Square Garden. I thought that was uh, pretty solid. And then uh, – oh. Man, I'm a huge fan of these. These are tough to find. These are the Christmas edition Kobe nines. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, Demar Derozan, uh, on on the court, off the court. Man, I, I'm a big fan. I, I would definitely uh, duplicate his uh his shoe collection. See, I know PJ Tucker for literally changing some of his sneakers at halftime to wear different ones um, yep. in the second half. So that's why I threw him out there. But man, Derozan's looking good. You look good, play good, right? So, Got that. Yeah, we'll take that every time. Um. All right. Well, I was gonna show a picture of the KD threes here, right quick, but I'm gonna do that as well as introduce our next segment here for everyone and say we still need to fix another NBA team because there's an NBA team right now that is actually broken. Like literally, I don't think we've seen an NBA team that has been more broken than this team yet. And um. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me yet or not. Maybe there is one more team that's worse, but the Houston Rockets have basically a lot of issues. And <laughs> I want to ask you guys how you would fix the Houston Rockets, because honestly, for me right now, looking at their roster, looking at their future draft picks, looking at what they got back for James Harden, the fact that they have a new owner, the fact that they have a new head coach, and it's still, they're going, 
Screw it. Blow. Danny Granger and John Salmons. And they're just now in 2021 dealing with the ramifications of that trade, which was in 2010 or 11. Random. But they just, where are their draft picks? Who, what, who, who are they going to draft if they can hold on? Even if they are a lottery team, do they get to keep their pick? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't, what their direction is isn't really clear. If they're just going to kind of bank on having good young talent in the future or they can't recruit, they don't have any capital to recruit with. So, I don't know. Do you just tank for several years like that? Because remember, there was there was that period of like four years where the Nets were just like the joke, right? Where, I don't know if there was when they were still in New Jersey, right before they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn, that they were just like the joke of the league. And then they acquired all of those picks just because they sucked, and then slowly they turned into a better team. Maybe that happens, but I, I don't even know. Like you said, it just seems like maybe they should just wholesale start over. I mean, I'll play the sad for bones sound effect again just because it honestly is that bad. I, I think they just, one, getting a brand new owner who wants to see success but doesn't necessarily want to pay for a ton of success slash does want to pay for the success. It's hard to figure that out. But getting a new owner who gets rid of the GM who had constructed the team to be what it is, right? I think that's mm-hmm. a huge issue that they're going to take a while to recover from. Then beyond that, the Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook trade. Listen, three out of the four of us, at least, are on this podcast are huge Russell Westbrook supporters and will be diehard Russell Westbrook fans until, you know, probably it retires. But I think we're all willing to admit Chris Paul had an amazing season in Oklahoma City and did not have an amazing last season with um, with the Rockets. So the Thunder were able to get a right. better deal out of that. But not only a better deal out of that, the Russell Westbrook trade, you know, for all being said one year on the Rockets well the Rockets still lost two first rounders right mm. and they just they, at one point they traded away all of their future capital to get Chris Paul um they traded away guys like I think I'm saying this right Montres Harrell and, and a bunch of others right for just a bunch mm-hmm. of just okay now cool we, we've got Chris Paul we've got Chris Paul James Harden let's let's run it let's make it work and it you know what? It almost did. It really, really almost did. There's a game seven where the Rockets just shot themselves in the foot so hard because they could not stop shooting threes that they m- might have been able to go to the Western Conference. Excuse me. Might have been able to the finals. They were in the Western Conference finals against the, against, um, the Warriors. So, one, I I um I listened to a bunch of the Ryan Russell podcasts, for good or for worse. Who knows how I messed with my brain. But the one thing that he said recently is that <laughs> He's a big fan of like watching NASCAR or F1 or whatever as of late, as of the past like month. Because they'll have like a driver of the race who they cheer because he moved up seven spots. Well, all, all you know, three of us guys on the podcast have not seen our NBA team, the Thunder, who have granted in the first 15 years of their existence, won an NBA title. We haven't seen it happen yet, but we've seen him go to the finals and we still kind of hold our hats high on, hey, well, at least Westbrook's gone to the finals. So there has to be something said in retrospect here for saying, well, the Rockets at least made it to Western Conference Finals, right? They, they had Chris Paul. They were so close, whatever. But that whole team is just completely brand new, right? And if I'm if I'm sitting here today 
there are two teams that I look at in the NBA standings, you know, and I go, man, what does the future hold for them? And which would I rather be the GM of? Okay. One is 15th in the West and one is 14th in the East. Excuse me. One is 14th in the West um, and one is 15th in the East. And I think right now the worst GM job to take tomorrow would be the Rockets. You don't have a lot of capital to take over. Your owner's pressuring mm-hmm. you because he's new. You got a new head coach. I I think that's the worst GM job to have right now. I would rather listen, we tried to fix the Sacramento Princes and the Minnesota Timber Pups. And I think we had some good ideas. The Rockets I'm drawing blanks on. So Joel ask you. I mean, is there what 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 other ideas are out there as far as the Rockets? Because to be honest, I just think it's gotta be just a lot of time is what they need, which is a not a great place to be in. Yeah, uh, when you when you got a superstar uh, as James Harden, um, who obviously MVP, as you mentioned earlier, you were uh, right there at uh, tapping into an NBA Finals appearance together with uh, Chris Paul and James Harden, and then those guys no longer on the team, it's automatically maybe not a, a rebuild, but you, it puts you in a tight situation. Well, fast forward even beyond a few more trades that have gone on since then. Uh, obviously, you know they had Oladipo coming in that trade, and then Oladipo went out in another trade. Oladipo's on his third team. You know, here it is. At April in one season so they're they've already been through Harden they've already been through PG Tucker this season got rid of him Cousins they had DeMarcus Cousins at the beginning he's already gone been lacked Ben McLemore, he's already gone playing in L.A. Um, so they've already gone through a ton of transition during the season um, so like you were saying earlier you were talking about a fire sale just kind of clean house um, I'd imagine that's going to be uh, well, what their plan is uh, what I was mentioning about the draft picks obviously I know you guys are more of the experts of read the fine fine details but uh, uh, according to Real GM they have four first rounders I know there's some unique situations especially mm-hmm. with that Thunder trade and that yeah. whole Miami situation with the swap and whoever gets I know the it's worst so record. confusing yeah I don't even understand that but by Real GM it says they got four first round picks but three of those first picks are from teams that are obviously going to be uh, uh, solid with the Nets, the Bucks, and the Blazers uh, holding uh, some of those pick trades. What are you about to say? I see you. Uh, what you about to say, Calvin? Well, I was just going to add as well is that the Rockets like have to lose so badly this season throughout the rest of the whole season to keep their first rounder this season. So if the Rockets have, so um. So one one thing I've been playing on a lot, and this is for people who know where I work, I've been playing a lot, you know, using this website quite a lot on the phones, is tangathon.com. And so if you go there, you can simulate the draft. And if the Rockets do not have a top four pick, they lose their pick to the Thunder. So the Thunder could literally be sitting here going, hey, you know what? We have a, a seventh, you know, seven best draft odds or whatever it is, right? We talked about previously the Pelicans actually have, you know, almost, you know, just a little bit better than the Thunder, oddly enough. But we can be sitting here going, the Thunder have the seven best draft odds right now. Houston's the second best draft odds right now. But if Houston somehow drops to the fifth pick, the Thunder get it like that. You know, it's a, you know, and then the Thunder okay. could also have a top five pick as well with their draft odds as it be. So, I mean, I just hit the sim the lottery thing on tankathon.com. Uh, sponsor us, please. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not shy at all of saying Same. it. And the Thunder got the eighth pick. And the Rockets got the fourth pick. So they literally kept their pick by one slot. I guarantee you the city of Oklahoma City will go nuts if they read off the three, two, and one. And Houston's not one of them um, when they read off the draft order, right? Because all those team so, balls and stuff like that, 
Gonna go kind of. So crazy. you're saying there's technically a chance they would have five first round picks if they get one through four. The Rockets will have five first round picks in one of the best drafts in history. Obviously, I know they're going to be a letter half of what some of these. Again, they own picks from the Portland Trailblazers and the Brooklyn Nets, which obviously they're going to be way back there. But wow, wow. that's a lot of pick. That's that doesn't happen in the NBA. And so here's so here's my issue with that though. If you're the Rockets, right? So now all of a sudden you you have to pay. So first round picks are guaranteed an NBA contract. Just period. That's what they are. They're guaranteed an NBA contract if they're a first round pick. So now all of a sudden we have Houston here. When I simulate the draft thing, whatever, it looks like to take it on dot com again. That no matter what, that if they have one of the first four picks in the NBA draft, they'll have three first round picks. Period. They'll have Portland, Milwaukee's. Looks like for some reason they want to have Brooklyn's at least this year. So maybe it was next year's they got or whatever, and then their own. Well, that's three guys that they have to find a roster spot for. They have to pay, and they have to, to not keep three other guys on their team. Now, their roster is not elite. I can think of three people they can very easily drop and should, which is right. just fine. Right. Yeah. So that's what they got a game. Easy. That's what they got a game plan for. But okay, now all of a sudden you're choosing. Do you want to have? You're trying to choose an evaluation prospect, right? Of like, okay, well, all right. So who am I drafting at 22? Well, I don't know. Well, I've also got 24. So who am I drafting there? And I think the Rockets could be a prime example of a team that goes, hey, you know what? Hey, Charlotte, you're pick 19, you know, or, or whatever it ends up the season being. We'll we'll trade we'll trade the yeah you know, the 22nd, 24th, just move up a couple spots so that Houston's better off. But at the same point. Houston just dug themselves such a hole here that they are going to. You don't want to be in a spot in a in a in a league that basically plays twelve guys, max in a season. You don't want to be in a spot where you have to where three guys coming to the league just next season, which two of them we know are not going to be top fifteen in the draft, are going to be guaranteed roster spots. You just don't want to. You just don't want to be in that spot. It it just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if if Houston this year had the Wizards pick, or they had Orlando's, whatever. That'd be everything. That'd be great for them. But instead, they have, you know, as you said, Joel, they have Portland and Milwaukee. And right now, neither of those two teams are um, in the lottery or close to it. So they're not going to be great picks. And who knows who they'll get? Maybe they, maybe they'll strike gold and they'll get, um, you know, a Serge Ibaka type guy who's in the twenties. But uh, one, I don't see it happening. Just with the rest of that roster, how it's how it is, because they're not going to be built into a winning structure. And two, like like you're in Houston, you're not immediately getting a contract in one of the coast cities. So, you know, it's a huge, it's a big city. It's you know, and it's not cold. We know in Houston, but same point. Like if this guy does blossom and is amazing, he's not going to get paid a lot at all because he's not a lottery pick. So his first couple seasons of the league are going to be kind. Of, you know, I mean, it's not the greatest because he's not getting paid a ton. And then all of a sudden, he's probably going to want to venture out because he's not going to be on a winning team for a couple of seasons, too. It's just not yeah, good uh, prospects. Well, well, I mean, you got to even think about it as recent as Lakers. The Lakers went on a five-year playoff drought. I mean, as team as Harold as the Lakers, uh, whether you're a Laker fan or a Laker hater, you, you can definitely recognize that Lakers are you know, uh, uh, a major franchise in all of sports. Um, and they went five years just in the last 10 years uh, without a, um, you know, without a, a playoff appearance. I mean, some of those obviously later years with Kobe even involved. Um, so, I mean, it just happened. You, you try to make, prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. Obviously, here in Oklahoma City, very unique situation. Obviously, you know, tip your hat off to Presti to keeping this afloat for so long. Obviously, 
it looks like it's going to, you know, finally, uh, the, the, the sink is finally going to, sh- uh, uh, what is it going to, the ship is going to sink this year. Uh, but, you know, cycling through, you know, players like Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, we were able to get a superstar in there. Well, this will be the year that we weren't able to. Uh, well, Houston's obviously run into that problem. Obviously, I know John Wall still still somewhat in that conversation. You know, superstar might be a little bit too embellished of a, a term for John Wall, but still a solid player to build around. Uh, I believe he still has uh, a couple years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. He signed has a player option going into um, uh, next, uh, 2022 uh, that I bet he'll probably register for because he could be getting paid $47 million for that player option. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, guys. Right <laughs> now, I have never seen a no-doubt question before my mind besides <laughs> Russell Westbrook and John Wall picking up their last year of their contracts. There's yeah. not been a bigger, <laughs> yes, that will happen, guarantee that I'd have. But after that, um, like Zed was saying about you know contracts, you know making spots for these rookies that will be coming in. I mean, they got expiring contracts with Kelly Olynyk that they just got in the trade. Dante Exum will be gone. DJ Wilson will be gone. Steele yeah. Brown will be gone. Yeah. So they got some guys at the bottom roster. The only big money guys besides John Wall that'll be coming back for next year, unless they trade him, obviously, is the currently injured Eric Gordon. And then one of their biggest pickups, you know, obviously that did keep them afloat, you know, and get some W's this season. Uh, Christian Wood. So uh, I imagine they'll keep Christian Wood. Probably dish out Eric Eric Gordon, I'd imagine, um, and then probably probably keep John Wall, depending on how this final tail end of the season goes. Yeah, and I gotta think that they even try to move on from Christian Wood because when they initially really? signed him, I think that's really? a, yeah, because initially when they when they got Christian Wood, this team was not where it is today. This team still yeah. had James Harden, James and Russell Harden. Westbrook. So when they get Christian Wood initially, I you know the team's just in a much different scope and idea. Christian Wood still is a younger guy. Um, he's not on the friendliest of team contracts ever, but he's still on, his, on a pretty darn decent contract. And I, I think he could get kind of the Al Horford treatment for the rest of the season for the Rockets because, hey, you want him out there playing because he's a young dude. Why not get more experience? But at the same point, like, I mean, little, the Rockets have to lose almost every game going forward. I mean, I, I was making fun of him the other day on a po- on the other day on um, one of the podcasts just saying that, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe they've lost 20 straight. But honestly, I feel bad for their head coach, Stephen Silas, because that's going to go on his record for forever mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's just in a bad situation. Like, they are so incentivized to lose right now because I, I go through this tankathon, you know, dot com thing one more time. Hit similarity one more time. And what happens? Um, the picks in order are Golden State, Detroit, Oklahoma City has their own pick at three, um, you know, because it's a lottery. Orlando at four, Minnesota at five, which goes to Golden State, oddly enough, and Houston at six, which goes to Oklahoma City at this point. Now, Houston still has three first-round picks because later on, the Thunder don't get Miami's pick um, because Houston now gets it, etc. But Houston still has Portland's and still have Milwaukee's. So, Houston's just so incentivized to lose right now. I think that's it's a mm-hmm. tough thing to say. Because if it was a top five protected, okay, well, you know what? You would think that one of the worst three teams in the NBA would be top five. But one of the worst three teams in the NBA in a te- in a season where there's not a ton of fans, a lot of their teams are taking the same, same approach of, hey, why would we try to keep winning every single night when, yeah, we care about the TV revenue and the TV money, but... Team performances, and team performance is not everything to season, to, to ticket holders, I know that, but... If you're going to go out to a uh, Timberwolves game in Minnesota in December, I would think you'd like to see a win versus not. And in a season where there's not a lot of fans in the arena, well, why not just keep just, hey, you know what? We're going to try to get the highest percentage overall to 
get the number mm-hmm. one pick. And a lot of other teams have that same idea clearly here. Orlando, mm-hmm. Orlando, not even putting it lightly. There's no other way to put it. Orlando fire sold their guys. Like they just, they said, screw it. We're going to just go ahead and mm-hmm. move on, see what we can do. Cause I, I think at the end of the day, Orlando's like, um, honestly, why? Why would we, like, what are we doing? Orlando that does has like seven guys in the roster who play um, the four slash five spot, you know. So they need to figure it out anyways. But Washington, <laughs> Russell Westbrook hey, puts up triple doubles, is, and is Walter yeah. still with us? I think is Walter so. still with us. Well, what's Walter? Uh, Walter uh, hey, hey, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Joel. Calvin was having me do an assignment while you guys were talking. I've I've got it figured out. Calvin, there is a man named Daniel. He is selling your Kevin Durant shoes. $15. What's $9 for shipping? Mm. I'm looking at the shoes right now. As you said, they do look as if they were 10 years old. Share it. Share it. Um, I can't share it. I'm look I'm on I'm on the Facebook marketplace on my phone here. Uh it looks like he might be in a sketchy area of town over there in the 10th and council area. Um. Yeah. I have just, several several it, friends and colleagues live in that area. I will vouch for its niceness. Uh, okay. Well, I was I was on Twenty Third and Meridian, and <laughs> I can safely say uh, I've moved away from the area. But you know, up and coming. Hey. Uh. So really, balls in your court, Calvin. If we're gonna make this guy a deal, <laughs> um, I'm feeling like maybe we get him down to ten dollars. Uh, the shoes are really worn down. Uh, I don't know how many games you're gonna actually get in them. Well, Walter, I already have a pair of these sneakers. They're in the back of my car right now. I'm. I'm oh, you still have them. Okay. Well, yeah, did yeah. you want a second? I thought you wanted you wanted a pair. I thought you used them. Oh, or do you want a second pair? Oh, I no. I mean, or do you want me to have these so we can have matching well, shoes? Yeah, you get them. What color are they? Uh, they're black, okay. black and thunder blue. Screenshot, send me a photo here, and I'll uh, put it on the Twitter, and we'll we'll get a Twitter poll going here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll get them sent to you, man. Yeah, no, they look like maybe a, a good. Putting them in the uh, the uh, laundry would might fix these bad boys up, but like I said, in the back back heel area, there appears to be a couple holes. Obviously, this guy did not do my shoehorn technique as we were <laughs> yes. talking about er- earlier today. Oh, um, that uh, just another another reason to do that uh, to prevent holes from the back of your foot trying to slide in and ruin the back of that shoe. All right. Well, hey, I, I got you, Calvin. Calvin, yeah. back to you. No, 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 Walter. Actually. <laughs> To you, uh, we want to get your opinion here how to fix the Rockets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting subject there about the Rockets. Uh, obviously, when you guys are saying they need to fire everyone, uh, they need to get rid of everyone, it's clearly one person at fault. That's the owner, Tillman Fertitta. Uh, what a terrible owner he is. I know he hasn't been the owner long. Uh, he needs to sell the team. He obviously came in. He got rid of a GM that's that uh, is considered one of the best in the NBA he got a coach, uh, ran him out of the, the ran him out of the state. That's one of the top coaches. Um, and then I still think the NBA needs to take action on the fact that they traded Victor Oladipo for a second round pick and a bag of Brandon Knights. Um, that's just hurting, hurting the fact. You know, it's nothing to do with the fact that the Thunder might get their pick if they're relatively good. Nothing to do with that. Uh, what a terrible trade the Rockets made. Not to mention. Trading Karis Levert for Victor Oladipo, just yeah. a terrible management, terrible ownership. I'm I'm mad at the Rockets, uh, and then I'm also mad at Lou Dort. Uh, John Wall was going up for a game-winning layup against the Thunder, and Lou Dort said, "Not in here. We don't want your pick." 
and <laughs> rejected it, and the Thunder won. You know, so there's blame all around. Like but, how we've yeah. done enough but, podcasts now where Walter has changed his mind on if he wants the Thunder to win or lose the game this yeah, season. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so obviously the way to fix the Rockets is to bench Lou Dort at the end of the day. Yeah, Don't bench. let him which which they've done, because the Thunder have now benched Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, SGA, Mike Muscala, traded George Hill, Hamadou Diallo. Trevor Ariza. Uh traded Trevor Ariza. They didn't even allow him in the gym. No, uh, he didn't want he didn't want to be in the gym. Al Horford, uh, it's obviously not playing anymore. You know, they this goes Irish on. Leonard. They just started losing. Darius Miller. Uh, Darius Miller just got cut. Um, so Myers you know. Leonard got cut a while ago. Yeah. Thank God. No, we did not need. You know, did not need him anywhere. Um, no call in the city. I, I like not having racists on my basketball team personally. Same. I would also agree with that. There's never been something I agree with more. <laughs> but, but hopefully, it's Thunder my, signed things on my wall, right? Okay. Uh, oh yeah. The yeah, new yeah. new Thunder player they signed, uh, Gabe Deck, uh, obviously from Argentina. Manu Ginobili has nothing but nice things to say about him. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll get the season turned around and we'll actually make the playoffs this year. I don't think I want them to win, like you said, Calvin. I'm kind of going back and forth. I got a question for for you all. Uh, I. <laughs> In my opinion, the Rockets are in a similar situation as the Thunder. Obviously, used to winning, winning, winning. Boom. Bottom of the barrel right now. Trying to fight their way back up. Have mm-hmm. some, obviously, draft picks. Uh, looking for a great offseason to kind of get back on the winning side. Also, when the season, you know, next season when there's full fans. Who has a here, – here's a question before Walter takes on his uh, power rankings. Who has a better season next season? The Thunder oh, it's the easy. Easy. Thunder. Easy, Thunder. Joel. The Thunder. Thunder rebuild. You do realize if the Thunder get ro- the Rockets draft pick, the rebuild might be over if, next year. Big if, if, well, big even, if. even if they don't, no, even if they don't, they'll still have a t- they'll still have a top ten draft pick. They'll still have SGA. They'll still have Lou Dort. They'll still have Darius Baisley. Dude, Moses don't Brown, sleep on Tony Bradley. T- well, no, Moses Brown is better than Tony Bradley, but I mean, Tail Maladon is giving you thirty three points a night. That's a player that can score thirty points for you, Joel. Tail Maladon. He was looking then, good tonight. Too. Not to not to mention Pokacheski, Kendrick Williams. Yeah, no, it's it's easy. Thunder. I took my Thunder hat off for that segment. I I also have to say Thunder. I'm not that down with every single new guy on the Thunder's roster. Just from what I said earlier about once if you, you listen, if you're going to give a guy in the league 30 shots, you know what? If I give my little brother 30 shots in the driveway against me, he's going to make some buckets, but. The point being is that I think the Thunder just have a lot of pieces, no matter what, that are going to be able to be flippable. I mean, you have guys who are on team-friendly deals, team-friendly contracts, but you also have you know, SGA was in contention for All-Star voting this year. I know he didn't. I wasn't All-Star. I know he probably wasn't even too close to be on the brink, especially for outside of Oklahoma City opinions. But the Thunder just, to me seem like they have a lot of young guys with a lot of potential and. In assets, the Thunder have a ton more assets than the Rockets. Is yeah, that, that's 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 the main difference it. is that we we've got somewhere to go, right? And so you think about it, the Thunder have. I mean, Al Horvath's not getting any younger, but would you rather take Christian Wood or Al Horford if you're some you know if you're some finals? If okay, you know what, us you Joel, you're the Lakers. You call up. Would you rather have Christian Wood for one season or? Um, Al Horford for one season, only one season. Go, definitely going Christian Wood, only because right. we we we're kind of already experiencing that with Marcus Gasol. 
yeah. player. Marcus All uh, and, and uh, Al Horford are not too far off type of players. Oh gosh. <laughs> aging players, aging uh, I, centers. Uh, eight, hold on. Aging centers that now more than ever step on the perimeter and are not that presence that they once were, you know, eight, twelve years ago. Yeah, but this is not the twenty twelve Hawks. Joel, Al Horford's averaging 36% from the three this year, so uh, Mark Gasol is probably not even close to that. Uh, percentage, he might be, actually. It's just we don't have minutes for him. We, well, obviously, you've seen Andre Drummond's now on the team now. Oh, by the way, real quick, side piece. Look what I got in the mail today. Ooh, uh, there you go. Uh, you ready for it? Lonzo you ready for Ball? it? Ah, <laughs> ah, that was well done. Oh uh, man, it kind of got the blur to it. Yeah, the blur background thing going. Oh man, yeah, damn. Uh, no, nah, well, I think we can see it. That was great. That was there, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was beautiful. Um, shout out to Andre Drummond for that's know. for my son, by the way. That was a youth oh, yeah. small, by the way. That that's not going to fit me. That's a youth small. Oh. Shout out to him for opting into that twenty-seven point eight million dollar deal for his final year of his contract. I could have seen that coming from three thousand miles away. Um, like the team that traded him to the Cavaliers did. Anyways. Uh, Walter, I think it's Walter time. time. Here. It's Walter time. Walter, you got some music sir, for Walter, sir. It is. It is up to you. On Wisconsin, we go. Um, the the Classen's fight song, by the way. Classen's fight song. Oh. Shout out to uh, Classen's baseball team. Just want to say, middle school baseball won ten zero. Um, in back to back games this Tuesday, um, with head coach Calvin Alexander at the helm. So, anyways, Walter, go ahead. What are the power rankings? Yeah, I think Zev is. Zev, how many times have we played this song? You probably have got that memorized. Uh, Dude, it, it it's not that long of a song though, so okay. you gotta kind of get to the power rank. I hate to cut you off there. Okay, so so Joel and Calvin have uh, listened to the listeners. Uh, they've come back to me and said, Walter, you got to rein in your power rankings. Uh, the people want more sports. Uh, and they also want you to talk less. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, <laughs> I will now be giving uh, my top five plays for one Alexei Pokacheski, future Thunderstar, who Joel was dead wrong about and who's <laughs> absolutely balling right now. So we are good. So I was given an option. I was told I have to keep this in within three minutes, which I will do. Two and a um, half. I was, two and a half. I was told I could talk about Pokacheski or I could talk about my favorite barbecue sauces. Don't get me started. We're going to probably have a separate uh, podcast for my barbecue sauces. Very much looking forward to getting that discussion out of the way. Two minutes. Uh, a lot of, yeah, okay, two minutes. Okay, never mind. So as I was going through today doing my research for the top five uh, plays, you know, there's just so many of them, Joel. They were so good um, that I couldn't pick five. So what I decided to do – a future leader of fashion, just like Russell Westbrook was, and he's bringing back the fanny pack. Now, people have wondered what's inside the fanny pack. He won't say. So I've changed my power rankings from top five plays to f top five things I think is in Pokachesky's fanny packs. Oh, okay. So, yep, nope. Joel, um, you want to take a guess? What, just, what would you think is in a fanny pack? 
So, what do you think uh, he's got in it, Joe? It should be nothing because he shouldn't be wearing a fanny pack, man. It's oh, United States. Yeah, you're a little, uh, Joel, you're a little uh, older than Poku. Uh, you don't have your pulse. You don't have your pulse on the fashion industry uh, such as Poku. Uh, so I uh, tend to disagree with you. All right. Cell phone. Okay. That's not on my list. That is a good guess, though. Snacks. I did not have snacks. Uh, this man needs again, to bulk up okay. and gain some weight. Snacks. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. No power snacks. Bar. I agree. Uh, no power bar. Okay. Okay. You guys are. I'm going to just go ahead and start. I did have some honorable mentions I wanted to get through. The first honorable mention of what in Pokachevsky's fanny pack? We have a selfie stick. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Aren't those dead? I don't think they are. I still see a lot of people just whip those bad boys out. They extend. They're collapsible. They're easy, well-equipped to fit in there. Think about his long arms and how good of a picture he can get with a selfie stick because how long his arms reach out. So honorable mention, we have the selfie stick. Okay. Joel, let's entertain. Okay. 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 So next honorable mention, we have – the widget. Now, Pokachevsky's got long arms. I, I don't know if he needs to move around at all, but I love those widgets. They, you know, you just put them in your hand if you're distracted. I move around, I move my legs, and it keeps me still. So I would imagine a widget is in the fanny pack to help keep him settled if he's like in team meetings, watching tape, needs to pull out the widget <laughs> so the coaches know he's still got his attention. Is he in a fidget but, spinner? Yeah, the fidget spinner, the widget. Okay. All right. Last honorable mention we have, and this is kind of what Joel went. I'll I'll go give Joel a little credit. I put cell phone charger. So I do admit, you know, the the rate we use our cell phones, a midday charge, he probably does have a cell phone charger in there. Poku went three for 12 tonight and I lost first Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. What did he do the other night against the Hornets? He had 25 points. Thank you. He went three for 13 versus Portland earlier this month. Okay. Well, read off stats we can read off stats but i'm getting ready now you've already taken up enough of my time i i want my time back so now we can get into the top five things that i'm guessing that are in his fanny pack okay you're ready wait this wasn't this is just honorable mentions. these were those were those were honorable those were honorable mentions i just i had to say them uh so here we go all right top five all right number five is a combined group of things as as one so it does count as one so I have ketchup packets, utensils, and napkins for, like Calvin said, a midday snack. He has to go out and get lunch. All of a sudden, they forget the ketchup packet with his fries. He can just open up the fanny pack, whip it out. He's got a napkin to put the ketchup on or to use to wipe himself. Like he wipe, wipe the food off his face or wipe his hands. Or if he doesn't like using his hands, he's got a utensil there. All right. Okay. No, okay. Right. There we go. All right. Moving on to number four. We have a wallet-sized photo of his family from draft night. Uh, as you know, he is not from America. I imagine he does get kind of homesick, and so I would imagine having a photo of his family in his fanny pack from time to time to look at so he doesn't get homesick. Okay. Very good. Okay. All right. Good. Okay, good. All right. Here we go. Number three, we have a coin purse. Now, don't get me wrong. Can you put the coin purses right into the fanny pack? Yes, you can, but that's how you get it messy. You don't want it messy. You want it well organized so you can easily reach for stuff. So I say he's got a little mini coin purse in there in case he ever needs quarters. Okay. Okay. I'm here we say, go. For anyone who's at this point still seeing the visuals, I'm laughing because I put the, I asked Walter to do the power ring. It's every single week. I asked him to do the power ring. It's the very, very end because 
I want there to be some type of idea that I haven't been drinking before the podcast, and people can understand that I haven't been drinking during the podcast as well either. And the power rings are just so absurd, I'm laughing, and it's not because I've been drinking at all. So, keep yeah, going well, I, you're not the only one that's been drinking. I drank a little bit beforehand, uh, but uh, that that's what keeps it spicy. Hard day at work, Calvin. Joel, do you agree with the power ranking so far? Any input from you? Uh, Poku was two for nine in that uh, new oh, okay. game winning block game. <laughs> Houston, he was two okay. for nine. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. I guess he needs. He wants a little Poku, a Poku stat. Uh, Alex, uh, Alexei Pokucheski is the youngest player in NBA history with twenty points, ten rebounds, and five threes in a game. But what else does he have in his fanny pack? Walter, we're waiting. To okay, know. okay, fine. Number two, I got this from my nieces. They're younger, closer to Pokacheski's age. They know what's what's hip and what's in. So at number two, I'm going with a Tamagotchi. Calvin, you know what a Tamagotchi is? I forgot to feed mine a long time ago. Yeah, and it so died. I, I bet it died. Yes. Okay. So it's I dead. think it, very interesting. You know, you got to te- you teach his responsibility. He's still kind of growing up, getting older. Tamagotchi's fun. Teaches you responsibilities, and I think it definitely now. I would say maybe it's not a Tamagotchi because you would see the fanny pack on the sideline, like the assistants checking on it, feeding it. For those that don't know, a Tamagotchi is a virtual pet. It's, a, it's like a little keychain adapter that you got to take care of and you got to feed or else it'll die like Calvin's did. So at number two, we're going to have a Tamagotchi. Okay. All right. Okay. All okay. Right. okay. 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 Here we go. And number one, we have now since the fanny pack was prominent in the 90s, uh, I guess it kind of was in the 80s too, but uh, I'm going with the old fashioned hit clips. From when we were growing up. Calvin, do you remember the hit clips? Uh, not really, to be honest. Okay, so the hit clips were these one-minute clips, and you plugged it in, and it would play the hit clip. It would play one minute oh, of the yeah. song, and you had to keep switching them out. And you would you'd catch, you would get them, and you would trade them. And I remember my favorite. I had Britney Spears. I had Blank 182. So that's number one. I think he has a hit clip in his fanny pack. Thunder have lost eight out of their last nine games. Uh, I'd good. say they've they need won. A high draft pick. Well, I've, yeah, high I've draft said they've won eight out of them. Here. I've they said honestly, they've won eight of them. Honestly, Joel, this is the thing here. Pokachevsky has to have some guys to look up to on the roster who are older than him. You know, he'll be the he. Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Suggs are all older than Pokachevsky. I read that the other day and just blew my mind. I got to say, Pokachevsky so is he, still younger than the top three or four NBA draft picks. So I got a funny story about Poku. This actually happened this morning. It gave me like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah. No, no. So, uh, so, so I'm, this time. is where I work at during my day. I work from home. Okay, I got my TV, you know, kind of my living room. I can see it. And I'm kind of, you know, I got NBA TV on. Give me the updates. Obviously, the Thunder had a game last night uh, in Chesapeake Arena versus uh, Charlotte. And so I'm, I'm working, but I can hear the TV. And... Uh, I, I hear Sam, everybody familiar with Sam Mitchell on the NBA TV, mm-hmm. former coach of the Raptors, NBA player. Yeah. And uh, he, he was really ramping and raving about Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, obviously a, a very known, uh, well-known dunker, uh, impressive dunks, high flyer. And uh, let's just say uh, he got a dunk last night, uh, but it was after a certain uh, error by Poku. And this is what he said. Let me see if you guys can hear it. 
it. And it count down every night. Chris, I think it would have helped if the offensive guy would have dribbled it off his foot. Were you guys able to catch that? He dribbled no. it off his foot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Poku. bigger that was Poku. <laughs> I, I think the bigger question is, Joel, why were you watching it on NBA TV and not the new Bally Sports Network? But, well, so they're not sponsoring us. We don't have to. Oh, we don't have to do. You know, when I think of Bally, I think of the casinos, and I think of that really, really dumb movie, Burt Wonderstone with Steve Carell. Do you remember what movie I'm talking about? I do not, but have you read no, more okay. about this AT&T deal with uh, Fox Sports and Disney of why they're named Valley Sports? Mm-mm. I mean, they are named after the casino. Valley Sports Network is after the casino. The casino was the one who bought the rights because Disney was, otherwise Disney would be uh, categorized as an oligarp, excuse me, oligopoly. Um, <laughs> so for all you financial wizards out there who want to look into mm-hmm. contract details, that's why Valley Sports is Valley Sports. And not very, Disney sports. Very interesting. But yeah, just to just to end on a high note for Alexei, because I'm going to bring him up, unlike Joel bringing him down. Uh, Poku's hit five three-pointers in a game. He's the youngest since LeBron James to do that, him and, him and LeBron. So I don't know if you want to say that Poku's going to be as good as LeBron, but uh, he's, obviously, he's obviously <laughs> done some... Don't you I, ever put them in the same team. Uh, do, do you want to apologize for what you said? You said Poku was going to be the first out of the league. He's had, what, five games this season with over 20 points? This you owe him an apology. Hype, man, the dude you're trying to hype up literally dribbled the ball off his foot last night, man. Come on. I've done that. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, LeBron's I've dribbled, dribbled off it off his foot. foot. What's wrong with that? I've dribbled What's wrong the ball with that, off my foot as well. Am I also going to be LeBron? No, LeBron's never made an error. LeBron, LeBron's never made an error, huh? No, Walter. I, Walter. <laughs> four, Walter. I've, not five, I've, not six, not seven. seven. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, he still has a chance. He still has a chance. <laughs> he has a chance Wait with his son. That's what I was going to say. Wait till yeah. he teams up. Yeah. <laughs> with I mean, Bronny. I got a shocking prediction here. LeBron James is the next GM of, Oklahoma, of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I like it, Calvin. Yep. Or the next owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, it's a good See? take. See, I don't know the Red Sox. Okay, so I just want to explain this as well too. Here, as we, um, I just did in the podcast at some point. I understand hour thirty minutes in, people are probably getting a little bit tired of hearing my voice talk more about how the Rockets are broken for forever. But no, um, LeBron James is part owner of a sports conglomerate that is part owner of a minority share of the Boston Red Sox and I believe Arsenal. As well too so that that literally the headline that we read all on sports center that could have been like lebron james is a part owner of the boston red sox could also said he's part owner of arsenal like it's just, you know what i mean like it's huh. like zev like okay. zev like it's 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 a percentage of a percentage of a percentage you know like okay. it's it's great so i guess to answer your question more truthfully yes he is a um part owner technically speaking a tiny part owner but but we're we're talking like Maybe a percentage or two, if that. I mean, it's it's just hard to tell because he's. We don't know because he's because the group he's a part of is affiliated with with Mav Carter, is you know, bot is part of that group too. So it's like yes. all part of the agency okay. stuff too. So, um, thanks for explaining that. <laughs> you're welcome, sir. I try to. 
Hey, just to let you guys know, as we're closing out the show, there's an NBA Finals preview Saturday night. Lakers at Brooklyn. Cheapest ticket to get in the door, $390. Will LeBron or AD be playing? Probably not. Not Neither will be playing, and it's still going to cost you three, $390 to KD sit in the door. also seats. probably picking up that DNP, too. Just for yeah. rest. Um, last thing I'll say here, Walter, shout out to Pogacheski for getting a Tamagotchi. Okay, Cunningham's already got a two-year-old kid, but God, Pogoszewski's trying to be on that same level here and uh, coach up the the digital age, right? So, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the latest episode of the CJ Tour podcast. If you're not already, please follow at CJ Tour on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc., and more. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Peace. How long was that recorded? Joe, I know you like those power rankings. Yeah, that was pretty good, man.